Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today, we'll be talking with my good friend, Nancy Lanny, about her adventures building a school in Haiti, right after these important messages, so be sure to stay tuned. After thousands of years, after crippling millions of children, polio will soon be stopped forever. All over the world, people are joining the men and women of Rotary to end polio now. People like Jackie Chan and Jane Goodall. We are this close. This close. People like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This close. People like you. Be a part of history. Help Rotary end polio now at rotary.org slash end polio. We are this close. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Well, welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser, and uh, my good friend and co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but I am thrilled to have with me in the studio one of the great, great Hudson Valley residents, Miss Nancy Lanny. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Jonah. Nancy and I go way back. I'm not going to say she's an old friend because she is younger than springtime. But Nancy uh, uh, was a very popular teacher in the Hudson Valley, uh, and she has not uh, let the flowers grow or rest on her laurels in retirement. She's done something terrific by uh, having a school building in Haiti. We're going to talk all about that. But Nancy, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thanks so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Just great to be here. Thank you. So, you taught social studies, right? I taught English. English. For 34 years in the Hudson Valley, 31 years in Socrates. And you started when you were five years old. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) And you also were very involved in theater. Yes, and with theater with my students. And also, also theater with some adults. And with great adults. And we won't talk about the broken down old character actor, Baggy Pants comic you had to direct in several plays <laughs> so over the years. So much fun. Yeah, no, Nancy's a sweetheart to work with and one of her really great, great, great talents. So after 34 years of teaching, you decided that in retirement you want to do more teaching. Tell, us about, tell us about your adventures in Haiti. What if, why did you decide to start building schools in Haiti? Well, I visited Haiti about a year after the earthquake when I first retired. Right. I went down with a construction team and I went I had a great time went two more times with that same team but I was invited to come down and teach students at a missionary that didn't have a teacher for a month and I thought well I was subbing in the Hudson Valley I could sub in Haiti and while I was there I met a lot of Haitian teachers in the community and I was invited to see a remote school in the mountains of this island Lagunave and my eyes were open to the kind of difficulties the teachers have that, for which we have nothing to compare in this country. And I felt that I wanted to go back and build a relationship with these people. Let's, let's, let's set the stage, as we say in theater, uh, for what you saw now. Rotary is very proud of the fact that we were among the first of the first responders after the earthquake in Haiti. We brought our beautiful shelter box tents to give people a, a place to live with all the uh, accoutrements they would need to survive a family of 10 in the shelter box tents. But you got down to Haiti how long after the earthquake? One year. One year. Uh, was it as devastated still as we saw in the, in the television films of the, you know, the crumpled buildings and the rock-strewn areas? To me, it looked just like that. 
I had right. not been there to see it firsthand the previous year, but it looked just like that. People were just beginning to say, I'm not waiting for the dump trucks and the bulldozers. I'm going to start picking up the rocks myself. Right. And uh, a lot of people are still living out on the streets, yes. still living in our shelter box tents. Yes. So did schooling become, you know, it's a matter, when it's a matter of survival, I, I presume schooling takes a, a back seat. It did for a lot of people. In fact, lots of things make schooling take a back seat. Illness, uh, natural disaster, money. Well, yeah, well, yeah, when you talk about money, I mean, my father, for example, was the second youngest of 11. And none of them went beyond high school. In fact, some had to drop out because they had to go out and work to support right. the, the, the extended family. So were a lot of these kids being kept back from school to just help rebuild buildings or, or do some subsistence farming in I Haiti? I think they were kept back because they had sick or injured parents that they had to care for. Oh. Um, thing, things like that kept them out of school, or they were injured or sick themselves, or emotionally. The emotional toll has yeah, been enormous that, and still felt. That, that's funny, Nancy, because you know, in all of the uh, coverage of, of Haiti and, and the uh, the, the response, which has been very generous from Americans to the people in Haiti, no one ever has raised that issue about the emotional response. Share with us, Nancy Lanny, some of the things you saw. The things that I witness are, uh, I witness in relation to my friendships with the orphans that I know on Lagunov. Mm -hmm. They are children who were uh, ripped from their families, who uh, suffered things that we can't imagine being buried with every family member dead around you for several days suddenly having no one no relatives at all they how old were these kids and these are children who are in the single digits wow wow three four what a five. trauma yeah so they are traumatized it's not that many years later it feels like yesterday for them mm-hmm and uh, so you go down there about a year after this all happens, and you see the need for a school. Uh, by the way, were you bilingual in Spanish, or did you pick it up as you went along? Haitians speak Creole, and I began taking Creole lessons when I first went down there. I kept it up with my good Haitian friend, Meekinson. And the, when I was down there subbing for that month, I had a lesson every day, and now I use it all the time. Well, you know, we may have you do a commercial in Creole <laughs> here, on, Sabo, here, Sabo. here on Radio Radio, Radio Rotary. Uh, my guest on Radio Rotary today is Nancy Lanny. She is a uh, retired teacher from the Saugerties uh, Central School System, and uh, she's talk, talking to us about her work in Haiti in uh, building schools and educating children who are orphans and uh, are otherwise traumatized by the uh, aftermath of the Haitian earthquake, which is still really going on. So, Nancy, um, tell us what was the educational system like when you got down there, uh, you know, were, were there, was it just non-existent or what? The Haitian educational system has been the same way for many, many years. It certainly is a system. Children, about 50% of Haitian children can go to school. Of that 50%, 10% can attend a national school, which they still have to pay for, but it's a bit cheaper. But there are very, very few national schools. So for most children... A small school in a church or community center that someone locally operates is the only option. And they follow, do their best to follow state curriculum. They take the state exams. But all these things cost money. They also have to buy books, supplies, uniforms, proper shoes. And 
most families, subsistence families, go without food and medicine in order to educate their children. Well, it's been proven time and time again, hasn't it, Nancy, that education is the key out of poverty? Absolutely. Absolutely. And up in Bois Chandel, where we're building the school, this little six-classroom elementary school is the absolute only option for the young children in this mountain community. There's so, nothing else there. So tell us the, the name of the town again that you uh, are Bois, especially interested in. Bois Chandel. It means the Candle Woods. And where is it in relation to anything else in Haiti? The, it's on the island of Lagunav, which is the biggest island uh, in Haiti, in the big gulf of Lagunav. Because Haiti shares an island with the Dominican Republic. Yes, they share Hispaniola, and Haiti is shaped like a claw. And in that claw, in that open claw, is a big gulf of water. Lagunav is there. And Bois Chandel, Lagunav is a very remote place. It's a place where Port-au-Prince government dumped their prisoners when they emptied out the prisons. It's sort of a, like Australia. It's a, it's a Years ago when the English sent all the exactly. prisoners to Australia. It's a forgotten place. And Bois Chandel is a remote place on that remote place. <laughs> okay. So did they have a school building before the earthquake or is this something no, new? No, they they've been using the community church. And it's a, by my standards, certainly very run down, has no floor, no light. All six grades have to share a space. It's rough. It's very rough. Okay, so you arrive in Haiti about a year after the earthquake, and what do you see when you get there? I see a kind of crush and poverty that I never imagined or experienced before. Many people living on the street. From Port-au-Prince, we go to this island of Laganav, and I suddenly feel that I'm transported back to the days of Moses. Stone huts, people transporting themselves and their goods on donkeys. I I was five thousand years ago. It, you know, as you said, it sounds like a, a an old an old John Ford Western or a C.C.B. DeMille biblical epic. Oh, Doesn't it, sound like the twenty first century. No, no, no remote connection to now. And I can understand you going down there and saying, "Well, gee, you know, I want to use my skills to help teach these kids." But what made you decide to actually start getting into building? You weren't a contractor. No, I'm not. That's <laughs> a big learning curve. <laughs> when I met the teachers up in Bois Chandel, I told them I would come back. I brought some supplies. I almost pathetically brought some supplies. You mean school supplies? School supplies. Yeah. No storage for it. It's almost, when you don't really have a building... Supplies seem silly, but chalk was a right. big thing for the chalkboards. I visited them again a few months later, and a few months after that, I went back to visit them. And a former colleague said to me, you know, find out what it would cost to build a school. Mm -hmm. And at that time, on Laganov, the hospital that had been damaged during the earthquake was being rebuilt. My first construction team was down there actually starting that work. And the, gener the contractor for that said, you know, if we use the design of one of the hospital wings, which is a simple building, six rooms, we can, I can estimate the cost for you. And he did. So I said, okay, I have my answer. It's $70 a square foot. Right. We have six classrooms, each one four meters by six meters, and... There you go. And I, I was in the business. I came home. I raised $5,000 last summer. 
I got back to Haiti and I was I'm teaching an English language program there too. And, and you know what? We're going to find out more about how you raise that uh, amount of money and what your future needs are in just a moment because being a retired teacher of course you are not independently wealthy. Correct. <laughs> so, but we're going to find out more about uh, Nancy Lanny and her terrific adventures in Haiti, uh, building a school in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell's on vacation this week. But my very special guest is the fantastic Nancy Lanny, telling us about her adventures in Haiti. Radio Rotary is brought to you this week. By JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, and Hyde Park. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Juddelson Giordano and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at salisburybank.com that's salisburybank.com salisbury bank and trust member fdic an equal housing lender salisbury bank enriching welcome back to this edition of radio rotary my name is jonah trebois and my co-host sarah o'connell's on vacation but i am compensated by having in the studio a truly lovely and wonderful individual my dear friend nancy lanny and we're talking about her adventures in haiti in building a school there to help uh, the victims, uh, the children victims of the earthquake that still has uh, devastated Haiti, Haiti even these many years later. Good morning, Nancy. Welcome back to the second part of Radio Rotary. Good morning, Jonah. So, Nancy, let's recap for those who may have joined us late. You're a uh, retired teacher from the school, Saugerty School System, uh, 34 years of experience. Yes, great which is, experience. Which is amazing because, obviously, you started as a, a smear child. Um <laughs> And you just and you went down to Haiti about a year after the uh, earthquake. One year after the earthquake, exactly one year. And to, to recap for us what you saw when you got down there. Well, I went with a construction team. We were going to the island of Laganov to begin work on a hospital that had been damaged, and I saw people living on the street. I saw a kind of poverty that I had never seen. It made me feel that while my heart breaks for anyone poor. But in this country, no matter how poor you are, I think you've won the lottery compared to the people in Haiti. Right. It's to have nothing, absolutely nothing. And you saw there was a need for the hospital, but then at some point it caught your attention as as a career teacher and a very dedicated teacher that these kids also needed good schooling. Yes, schooling is very difficult for people in Haiti because 
nothing, no education is free. And that's when you have absolutely no money or you're choosing between medicine and food and school for your children, which you know is their only hope of a future, people are making some hard choices. And I met these teachers in a mountain community and began a friendship with them and now a partnership with them. They identified the need that a separate, a building for their children with six separate rooms would be a boost to their children's education. You know, you have a website, which uh, folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we're going to give you the website information if you want to see some pictures of not only Nancy, but of the school and some of the beautiful children she's helping educate. And uh, as I said, we'll repeat the uh, website probably a couple of times during this half of the program. What's your website, Nancy? It's www.com the world is one place dot org as if it was all one word as if all one word say it again www dot the world is one place dot org and as i say get a pencil and paper folks we're going to repeat that before the end of the show so where are you now right here it's it's uh, the fall of 2014 where are you now in the construction and okay. and uh, how many kids do you get to educate in this uh, building there are about 60 children uh, Six in this 6 yeah. about 60 children in this community. Right now, I'm getting ready to head back to Haiti in a couple of weeks. I'll be teaching an English language program on Laganov and teaching the brand new nursing students at the new hospital. Oh, wow. And getting ready to resume construction. With the money that I raised over this past year, about $12,500, we have been able to prepare the site dig the foundation, a very good deep foundation, concrete and uh, block the foundation, put in the iron rebar, and... You know, for a social studies teacher, you, you throw these construction terms out pretty good. <laughs> I have a Haitian contractor, uh, my contractor with me, he's a young Haitian man, worked on the new hospital, uh-huh. been a great friend, and we've We've made the uh, people in Washandel have made the cinder blocks that will eventually become the walls. So they, they not only do they are they getting out of school, they have the pride of ownership in that they help construct it with their own hands. Every cent that I've raised has been spent on the island of Laganov for material, uh, paying labor, transportation, water that we've needed to make the cement. Every cent has been spent on Laganov. Now let's assume we have some retired carpenters or electricians listening in to Radio Rotary and they might be interested in coming down to Haiti and lending their skills. Is that something you're looking for or is it all local labor? It's all local labor, but we really welcome visitors from the states who'd like to come down and as a bit of a change up from uh, the the first world going down to show them how it's done, coming down to learn from the Haitians how they build there and assisting them. Uh, because they, what makes sense in Haiti makes sense in Haiti. So if people want to help out either physically or fiscally, they, they would can. go to the website, which is? www.theworldisoneplace.org. Now, why'd you pick that, by the way? It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful sentiment, but why'd you pick that? On my first trip to Boishondel, I was coming down the mountain on the back of a motorcycle, a very, very dangerous and harrowing, harrowing ride. All right, admit it, Nancy. You weren't wearing a helmet, were you? Uh, no helmet. That's no, our Nancy. Just <laughs> wild and frightening. Yeah. Bulls coming up the path, freaking out at the motorcycle. Uh, the roads in Haiti are not roads by our standards. But we were coming down, and it was the end of the day, maybe about 5 o'clock, getting ready for the sun to set. And at little wells and water stations, people were bathing their children. In front of homes, people had cooking pots going. 
children were sitting outside the uh, front of their homes, taking the last daylight to do homework. And I thought, it's five o'clock everywhere, and this is what everyone's doing, and the world feels like one place. And uh, that's, uh, that's how... A, that's a beautiful sentiment. That's how it began. So when you finish this school, what's your timeline for trying to finish this school? Is it going to be this this uh, school season, or what? I, I hope so. I'd love to have it finished by winter. I had hoped to have it finished by October 1st for the start of this school year, but... That's not the way the money comes in, but Haitians have taught me patience. They're, nothing happens overnight for them, and they're teaching me to be patient well, about you're a this. very patient person, because as we said, you've been involved in theater, and you've directed me several times in shows, <laughs> and you had to be patient to deal with me. <laughs> so uh, right now, uh, the school's not finished, so where are you teaching them in churches or other structures? They're, they're being taught, their teachers are teaching them in the community church, right next to where the school building site is. And as a master teacher yourself, do you lend a hand by teaching? teaching or, or coaching the other teachers? I do not. They're, they're following their curriculum. I lend a hand by trying to see that we get some money secured for the teacher's salaries. That means that uh, if the teachers are paid, they don't have to wait for children to pay school fees and right. children can get to school. Now, are you down there the entire school year? I know I'll you be down you're there. going there in October, is it? Yes. I'll, I'll be there the end of September and I'll be there for this academic year. All right. So uh, that's just a tremendous experience. Uh, and what would you tell people who are listening in who, who might say, well, gee, you know, we have needs here in the country. Why are we looking elsewhere? Because we get that criticism in Rotary all the time. Rotary International, we're very big on the conquest of polio, which is really in the uh, poorer countries in Africa. We're very big on lending a helping hand on, on clean water, which is mainly India. And they're saying, well, we've got plenty of problems right here in the United States. Why are we, we do. Why are we sticking a hand out somewhere else? Well, simply, and I hope not tritely, the world is one place. We, we lend a hand where it's been shown to us by nature, the good Lord, whatever, where it's been shown to us to lend a hand. And we don't know what child, what person is going to be the next great helper of humanity. We just don't know. And when every country in the world functions at a higher level, everyone in the world functions at a higher level. I truly believe that. Well, not only that. I mean, we have, for example, in Rotary, we have the uh, student exchange program where we send American students overseas and uh, students from foreign nations come here to live in America. And it's always my opinion that when a Rotarian from America helps out somebody who's from a foreign nation and they go back home and somebody says, well, you know, those Americans this and those Americans that, they'll say, no, 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 no. They helped me or I live with them or I'm friends with them. They're not bad people. They're it good people. It fosters great relationships in the world. So let's get back to uh, that school you're building in Haiti and, and helping the Haitian children. What's the future hold for Nancy Lanny? I mean, you finish, let's say you finish the school this year. Are you going to stop populating all of Haiti with schools or going I, around the world or what? I, I don't know about that. There is another community that one of my English students lives in, another very, very remote community that could use some help with their little elementary school. They live in such a remote community, it would be impossible to get cement up there. But with their local materials and a little bit of capital, they could probably improve what they have. I'd like to help them next if possible because this young man and his brother have been very dedicated English language students. They come down out of the mountains twice a week to take my class, and I 
I've been moved by their story. Now, are you trying to make these buildings, the new building that you're working on now, perhaps the one in the future, are you trying to make that earthquake proof? Is that possible? Because, you know, we saw, <laughs> yeah, we saw devastating pictures of Haiti that nothing was left standing. I don't know about proof, but certainly resistant. The design is designed according to California uh, earthquake codes. It has deep footings. It has much more iron rebar than a Haitian might put in his home and no flat concrete roof. This is going to have uh, a corrugated tin and wood beam supported roof, much lighter if it falls, much safer than the flat concrete roofs that killed so many people in Port-au-Prince. So Nancy, in the minute we have left, invite everybody to help you out either in person or by writing a check, by giving all the contact information, the website again? The website is www.theworldisoneplace.org, and there are ways to donate right directly online through that website. I invite them to email me at Lanny, L-A-N-N-I, 17 at msn.com and find out how they can come down and visit or bring a helping team down to Lagunov, Haiti. I uh, will make you very welcome. Nancy Lanny, thank you so much for everything thank you're doing you. to help the less fortunate. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thanks, Jonah. Uh, my pleasure. And our thanks also to our sponsors, JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of Kinderhook Tri-Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, Newburgh, and New City. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, who will be back next week, our producer Sue Naglieri, and our wizard of the board, our engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and reminding you to visit our website at RadioRotary.org. See you next week at this very same time on Radio Rotary. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.